Hey, my friends, I hope you are enjoying my sweeps period of shows, which are mostly storytime episodes this year. Today, I have a re-edited show about erectile dysfunction medications that includes a story time about my first time taking Viagra and other ED drugs. A couple of notations about this show. I recorded this when I was 57. I'm now 65. And I was not yet on my bipolar medication when I recorded this. So you will discover an example of one of my highs. (laughs) I think you'll notice a difference. And one more notation for the end of September. I will be re-recording parts one and two of the very popular storytime series titled Construction Site Jerkoff. And a week or so after Parts 1 and 2 air, I will be adding the much-requested yet long, long coming Part 3, the conclusion of Construction Site Jerkoff. And I know that will be a popular show because... Y'all have been asking for a part three for like years now. Again, all this is coming to you free. Always free. So therefore, I will not bore you with verbal instructions since I have them posted below. But I will simply say that if you are a fan of the show, either a longtime listener or perhaps you have just discovered an older Gay Guy Show podcast, this is the one time of year that I ask something of you as a thank you for offering my show to you free, always free. The thing I ask of you is for your vote for this show in the 2023 People's Choice Podcast Awards. The instructions are written out below, and I will mention that there is only one more week of voting. So please don't delay. Perhaps stop this episode now and go vote, and then you can return to the show. I promise you, I shall be waiting right here for you. I would appreciate your vote for this show in the LGBTQ category. Meanwhile, my friends, there are still five more episodes of Sweeps Period shows coming to you, so it looks like that will carry us all the way through August. And I have to say that I think this is the longest Sweeps Period I have ever done, so I hope you are enjoying it. And so, without any further ado, let's get to the show. You are listening to an Older Gay Guy Show podcast. I am Joey Hernandez. Thank you so much for joining me today. This podcast is a proud member of the Pride 48 Podcasting Network. Check out more great shows at pride48.com. So the reason that I was thinking about boners is because I took a boner pill yesterday. And as I was thinking about it... (laughs) As I was thinking about these videos that I was watching on Tumblr, I started to get a boner. And I'm like, oh, right, yeah, 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 I I took that pill. And so I just thought, well, it would be a really good idea 
I think, as a subject to talk about that because it's kind of like a, um, a hidden thing, right? I mean, most people aren't going to admit that they take them, right? You know, you want people to think that you're virile, you know, and you have natural testosterone and, you know, you got this big ass dick that's hard and you're like, 60 years old and whatever. Whatever. But I wanted to have an honest conversation with you about it. And I think it'll be interesting. I think it'll be a little fun. I'm going to tell you a couple stories and maybe just get it out in the open. Yeah? Are you up for it? (laughs) Are you up for it? Get it? That's a joke. That's a joke. (laughs) Okay, dudes. So I'm going to do just like an AA meeting here and say, my name is Joey and I take boner pills. I'm going to admit that. And there's two reasons, I think, why I take boner pills. The first one is that I'm almost 58 and I have a heart valve problem. So my blood doesn't maybe pump as good as it should or like it did when I was in my 30s or 40s. And... (laughs) (laughs) And the second reason I take them is a psychological thing, I think. And that's really what I want to kind of bring out here for a moment. I don't always take them. And the reason that I do that is along the way in my life, as I worked out and as I got big and as I was with people, they kind of had expectations that I was like this King Kong that's going to fuck them like a beast and all this stuff. And yeah, I mean, back then that was the story. But as I aged, that became harder and harder to do. Actually, not harder. Thus, the problem. And so sometimes when I'm going to fuck, I have this little voice in the back of my head that just for a moment says, oh, gee, what if you can't? And the second that thought is in my head there's a problem. And so sometimes when I do it without a boner pill, I'll get stoned or I'll have a drink or so to relax and just try to keep that thought out of my head. But it's been getting a little bit more difficult as I age, I think. And I'm approaching 58 in a few weeks, probably normal, but psychologically it's kind of fucked. It's kind of weird. You know, and I've gone to therapy at times, and I know for a fact that a lot of guys kind of have that thought. They kind of have this performance anxiety. And even though I am totally comfortable with my husband, love him to death, we've been together for years, I still sometimes have that little bit of doubt in my head. So, to try to avoid that, at times I take boner pills. Now, when I'm talking about boner pills, this is stuff for um, erectile dysfunction. Yes, ED stuff. When they first came out with this, the first one was Viagra. I'm sure you all know that. Came out, what, like 15 years ago, I want to say, maybe 20 at the most. And at the time, that was like a really big club time for me. I was going out Friday, Saturday, Sunday, always to clubs, dancing, having a good time, sometimes hooking up with guys, sometimes not. I'd go out with my friends, we'd all hang around, have a really good time dancing. And one of them, okay, uh, I'm going to admit another thing here. Oftentimes during that period of my life, I would be on ecstasy. And I still had a few drinks as well. So I drank, 
I drank to kind of bring the ecstasy level down a little bit because I'm really hyper to begin with. I'm super, super hyper. So I'd, I'd have a few drinks. And inevitably, if you meet someone and you've had a few drinks and you've taken ecstasy, sometimes things don't work as well as you want them to. This is even before the psychological shit. I'm talking about. It's just uh, physiologically. You put alcohol in your body, you know, that's a depressant that kind of makes hard dicks a bit of a problem. So one of my friends started getting Viagra and he said, it's awesome because what you do is you take Viagra and then you take your E and you take, you know, alcohol. And even though the alcohol is going to be suppressing your ability to have a boner, the Viagra is going to counteract that. And you can be nice and hard and everything's great. So my friends started taking this. And one time I was offered it and I said, yeah, yeah, sure, let's do that. And this was down in Provincetown, Massachusetts. Now, for those of you in other parts of the world, you may not know where that is. It's on the eastern coast of the United States. It's about an hour and a half drive from Boston down onto this peninsula called Cape Cod. And it's the very end of it. It was originally an artist community in the 1920s and 1930s. And then as it progressed, I guess, through the 60s and starting maybe in the 70s, it started becoming more gay. Gay people was like, oh, this is a great summer place. And, you know, it's beautiful beaches. And they built clubs. And there's this one club called Atlantic House, which is a really cool place. It, it has a leather bar on kind of half of it. And then the other half is this really, really cool dance place. It's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite bars in the entire world. We were down there. And Provincetown is really cool. In the United States, we have a few areas that are kind of considered to be the gay resort areas. Provincetown, Massachusetts is a big one. We have a place called Fire Island, which is off of Long Island that comes out from New York City. Down on the very bottom of Florida, out on the Keys, the little islands that go out from Florida, there's Key West. That's a big gay area. Middle of the country, I have to say, I don't really know much about. I'm sure there are places, if you're listening to this in the middle of the United States, you probably know of places. I just don't. I haven't been there. On the West Coast, there's Palm Springs, California, and that's a beautiful oasis built in the middle of the desert. And that has been taken over over the years by the gay people as well. It's also like the playground of the rich and famous. So really expensive, expensive estates are there. They have a shitload of high-end golf courses. A lot of the stars go out there and party and vacation as well. And then in Northern California is San Francisco. Everybody's heard of that. That is a fairly big gay place. Have to admit, I've never been to San Francisco, which is really odd because I've been multiple times to all the other places. For whatever reason, I've never gotten to San Francisco. It's supposed to be absolutely beautiful, albeit expensive to live there, uh, but the climate's supposed to be perfect. This is sometimes earthquakes that kind of <laughs> take half the city out, but, um, you know, what are you going to do? But there's San Francisco. So those are the places in the United States. And Provincetown, because it's so close to us, is a place that we would go and stay probably like three weeks during the summer, over Memorial Day, over Fourth of July, and over Labor Day. Big-ass parties down there. So we were down there, and we were going to the Atlantic House Bar. 
So at the time, I guess I was like 43 years old or so, still a partier, still a big partier at 43. And oh, it was great because that night I had been out like in the sun and I was all tanned and I wore a leather jacket with no shirt and I wore these black jeans. I had black boots and I either had a black baseball hat on or I had um, one of those black leather master hats, I think they're called. I'm not sure. But, oh, it was awesome. Oh, my fucking word, it was awesome. So I popped a Viagra that night, thinking, oh, this will be interesting. And we did the ecstasy, and we were drinking, and dancing and dancing, having an awesome time. And like two hours after I took it, I started having this awful, awful, awful lower back pain that I had never experienced before. You know, so I started like turning and stretching and and trying to reposition my body as in some way that I wasn't going to have that lower back pain. But man, it, it was hanging on there. It was really annoying me. You know, I was drinking alcohol, which for the most part kind of kills some pain you might have, but uh-uh, it was annoying as shit. So I ended up leaving the bar and going home, and Viagra happens to be one, I guess, that is in your system maybe 24 hours or so. So by the next day, the backache was gone. But I did say to myself, you know what, I can't go through that. I I looked it up online, you know, and that's one of the side effects of Viagra. So I'm like, "Eh -eh, I can't go through that again. So that was the end of Viagra for me. So then I went like 10 years without anything, and... When I was around 53 or so, things weren't working the way I wanted them to work. So my doctor gave me a prescription for Levitra, which was an awesome pill. Again, it was like 24 to 48 hours, I guess. A little bit more than 24 hours. But when I was first taking it, I was so hard I could not believe it. I remember hooking up with a dude, and he came over my house, and he went to the into the bathroom, and I took off my shirt, and I had such a boner that I laid my shirt on top of my dick, and it actually like stayed there holding up. And the guy came out of the bathroom. I'm like, look, oh my fuck, look at this, you know, I'm so fucking hard. It was awesome, but two days later. Not only did I have the lower backache, but I I had aches all over my body. And I looked it up online, and again, one of the side effects of Levitra are these muscle aches. It was so bad, honestly, I swear I could feel my heart hurt in addition to every other muscle. I tried to work out, I tried to stretch, I tried to do all these different things to, to make it go away. And really, the only thing I could do is like pop Advil, which is ibuprofen and kind of waited out as best I could. But, you know, I liked the pill. It did work. So therefore, eh, okay, I'll go through this discomfort. I, I looked it up and made sure, like, it's not gonna, I'm not going to die from it or something. And uh, it seemed fine. So I, I hung in there for a while. And then because of my heart condition, I, I have a congenital valve defect in my heart. Someday I am going to need to get a new valve, probably a pig valve, or um, they do have mechanical valves, but I have heard that the problem with mechanical valves is you have to take a medication specific to keeping it working right. And the other thing is that when you try to sleep, (laughs) 
you hear this ticking in your chest that is always, always, always there. So I had already decided like someday when I need to have my valve done, I'm going to have a pig valve. That's what they do when they give you a, a real valve. And it's supposed to last like 10 years or 15 years, and then you probably have to have it done again. But I go yearly to my cardiologist, and they, they run tests, and they do a, a, like an ultrasound, and it's fine for right now. But my doctor told me that because of medication combinations that I take, I couldn't have Levitra. It was a problem. I couldn't have Viagra either. The only one that I could have was Cialis, and Cialis is... I think the newest of them, I'm not positive about that, but I want to say it's probably the newest of one. If you take a single dosage, it's supposed to work for you for 72 hours or so. So you get like three days worth of boners. I've actually noticed like it, it even goes into the fourth day for me. And when I talk about like getting boners, I mean like, like I was walking down the street today and thinking about those videos and I got a boner. I'll go in the shower and I'll soap myself and I get a boner. Uh, anytime I think anything sexual at all, I get a boner. It's kind of cool. It really is kind of cool. It's like fun. It's great. I guess Cialis is also made in a daily dosage where you can take a lower dosage pill every single day. It costs like you have to do it out of pocket. No insurance covers it or anything. So it costs like a hundred and something to do 30 days worth. And I thought about it. And the problem also with Cialis is I do get those body aches, but they're kind of like half as bad as it was with Levitra. And the backache is half as bad as it was with Levitra and Viagra. And it seems tolerable. Again, I pop some ibuprofen Maybe for a day, I'm a little uncomfortable, but not really bad. So I don't want to do the daily thing because even at a lower dosage, maybe that's going to still give me some sort of body aches and shit. So I just do the single pills that last for three days. And I just started taking them like on Fridays. So I get like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday morning kind of thing, which is cool because, you know, it's the weekends and that's when we're fucking around and, you know, having a lot of sex and shit. And, uh... It, it works for me. And then I just, again, Tuesday or Wednesday, a little bit of body ache. I pop the ibuprofen and it's cool. So I'm going to just put it out there. That's what I do. I have to take these boner pills. Probably more for a psychological reason, I guess. But maybe it's physiological as well. Maybe my blood just isn't getting into my dick as well. And one of the things I read is you can use a, a vacuum pump, a dick pump, to, um, originally they're supposed to um, work on enlarging your penis a little bit. I've always had it kind of as a, a play thing that I used, and I got a little bit more girth on my dick from using it, but no more length, but the length is okay for me. I can accept my length of my dick. It's pretty good. So I haven't been playing with it for a number of years now, but I think I'm going to go back to using it. That, I think, is going to help get the blood flowing down into that area. So maybe, I don't know, maybe I can cut back on the boner pills at some point. I'm not sure. So I'm not going to ask you <laughs> to email me and let me know if you take boner pills, but I just wanted to have this discussion about it because I think if you have a problem 
right? Whether it be physical, whether it be psychological, whether it be a combination of the two, talk to your doctor about it, you know, kind of take it out of the closet and put it there and say, yeah, I'm having this problem. What am I going to do? And, you know, make sure the only suggestion I can make, and again, I'm not a doctor, but the only suggestion I can make is talk to your doctor and get that doctor's opinion. If you can manage to get them, you can get them online through the black market and all. Number one, you don't really know what the fuck you're getting when you do that, especially when they come like from China or something. God only knows what's in those pills. And number two, maybe they're not good for you to take because of medications, because of a, maybe a heart condition, because of uh, diabetes. Who knows? So talk to your doctor. And if you're going to do it, please get a prescription to do it. And body aches, it doesn't hit everybody, actually. I, I know, you know, several of my clients do take them, various erectile dysfunction drugs, and we just kind of shoot the shit when we're working out and we talk about it. And my clients have never, I can't think of a single one that has said that they get body aches like I do. So just me, oh boy, how lucky am I? But I do like the pills, I gotta say. I'll be back soon. Meanwhile, hey. Have a boner or two, huh? Now, as I mentioned, I don't take any of the ED medications anymore because of those muscle-aching side effects. But I have talked to many other people about them over the years, even since I recorded this last podcast. And no one else seems to have these muscle aches. So it may be something particular to me, either my own body or perhaps because of the other medications I take. So if you are having erection problems, please talk to your doctor. That is always the best thing you can do. And if you are over 50 years old and you don't have a regular doctor that you see that you know and he or she knows you well, get one. It is important that as you age, you have medical treatment that you are very comfortable with discussing and receiving. And if you're in the closet, maybe married with kids, get yourself your own private doctor outside of your family. Because if you have a family doctor, you aren't going to be comfortable telling your hidden desires and sexual practices to the same doctor that knows and treats your wife. So be a proactive patient and make sure you have a doctor that you feel comfortable discussing such private, personal information with. Sweeps period will continue with another Storytime episode coming up in a week or so. I hope you will join me. And of course, the best way to be notified when new episodes come out is for you to subscribe to the podcast. And your vote in the podcast awards will always be appreciated. The instructions are below. This is Joey Hernandez. Thank you so much for joining me today, and thank you for your vote. Bye for now.